With the first week of Philadelphia Eagles training camp having come and gone through three practices, who hasn't quite shaken off the rust just yet? What were some bright spots? But overall, what was the takeaway from head coach Nick Sirianni, Howie Roseman, and the rest of the Philadelphia Eagles team through the first week? All that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Camp is here. Week one of Philadelphia Eagles training camp has come and gone. We've seen three practices, but there's still a whole lot of Philadelphia Eagles football coming up here in the summer months, getting into the preseason, taking you into the regular season, and we're doing it all here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, running here for four years strong. As always, I'm your host, Gino Camilleri, taking you into the weekend. I wanted to wait till the Saturday edition of practice was over to get a complete look at what happened in the first week of training camp. And thank you for making the Lockdown Eagles podcast the first place that you catch all of your action, making it the first listen of each and every day, wherever you get your podcast. If you watch us on YouTube as well, make sure you rate, subscribe, like, interact with us on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. Follow my co-host at DBASILOE and follow our main page at Locked on Birds. And as I had mentioned, camp is here Week one has come and gone. We have seen three practices where the media was able to go. We got a little glimpse of some free look-in of individual drills on the Philadelphia Eagles website today prior to it being closed down to media only. And there were some bright spots over the past couple days. There were some rusty players as well, of course. But I think the one thing we have to take away is the message that is being displayed by everybody after practices. Of course, practices are going to be intense. They're going to be quick. They're going to be efficient. That's where we're going to start. This ability now in today's NFL, where you don't have to have two-a-days, three-a-days, you have all this analytical data of how long players should practice, how intense each practice should be. Nick Sirianni mentioned this the other day. He talked about green days, yellow days, and red days. And that's just a system for identifying when you can go physical for a couple days in a row, what days you're going to have a rest day, and what days are going to be your walkthrough days. And with the sports science team that is here now, I mentioned they were from the Rams. They got here a couple seasons ago. They've done a much better job keeping players healthy. You just look at the list of individuals that are on the football field. Jason Kelsey got his first practice today after coming back from COVID. Fletcher Cox, the same thing as well. There's only two other guys in Zach Paschal And Milton Williams, who was off the field once again, or this is his first time today, rather, he had an elbow injury. But for the most part, these soft tissue injuries, hopefully, fingers crossed, will stay away and allow this team to get onto the football field. And I know there has been a lot of blowback by some people who played football some years ago that played two-a-days, three-a-days. You wake up early, you, you lift, you get your first practice in, you go home, you come for another practice. Well, the thing about this is these guys are good football players. They're in the National Football League for a reason. So getting them to the starting line 
is the biggest thing. But at the same time, you can't take away reps. And that's where I like the balance of what Nick Sirianni has brought to the table. He's willing to listen to people. He's willing to take in that information from his sports science team. And he's willing to talk to Howie Roseman and get everybody on the same page. There's one individualized message. It's we're going to get out on the field and we're going to work hard. But in the times that we have to rest, we're going to rest. And in those times that we have to be in walkthroughs, we're going to go intensive walkthroughs. And that's exactly what Seriani had said the other day. Guys like Slay, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, all of those individuals have mentioned that here in this first week of practice. And the older guys especially, they enjoy not having to go for two, two and a half hours each day. They've gone for now. They had a 58-minute practice, rather, on Wednesday. On Friday, they had a 75-minute practice. And today on Saturday, they had a full 90-minute practice. I think that will be the extent of how long they go. I don't believe they'll go past 90 minutes. And I think that is a good threshold, especially with how efficient they are in their drills. If you watched the little clip that they put out earlier today, it was about 20 minutes long of the individual drills during the Eagles practice today. You saw guys getting multitude of reps, vast amount of reps in a, in a short amount of time. Chip Kelly did something similar to this back in 2013, 14, and 15, but he did it to the micromanagement level where he wanted to push these guys to their ultimate limit, which ultimately got them in a situation where they were stuck in the mud. They pushed their bodies too much. It's when you take your car and it's going a little too fast and it starts to overheat. No, you want to keep your car in a solid gear, get good efficiency and gas mileage, and make sure it makes it to the starting line or the finish line if you're traveling by car. But these guys that go onto the field, they're getting high-quality minutes, and it all starts from the leadership, the unified message from the top down. And that's what I ultimately have taken away from this week, from the intro presser of Howie Roseman and Nick Sariani the other day, throughout the veterans talking, the young guys coming in and talking the past couple days as well, new additions, 10-year veterans, they all seem to have one message in mind. We're going to get on the field and work our rear ends off. And the best guy is going to go out there and prove it. And they've brought in players, the, Arp the iron sharpens iron type of individuals, the A.J. Browns, the James Bradberries, the Kaiser Whites. You're hearing these little competitions starting to kick up. And some guys starting to step up to the table and other guys are still trying to knock the rust off. But the mentality is where it all starts. And to take away that unified approach, that's ultimately which will get the Eagles to their end goal. Skill will only take you so far. Team unity, team unification, and a unified approach at what you're going to do on the field, off the field, Monday through Saturday to get you to Sunday to put out a fantastic product. That's ultimately what you should get out of this first week of training camp. Don't go too much into what happened in the practices. You could take a little glimpse. You can get excited. We all do. We're all fans at heart, right? But at the end of the day, it all comes down to what the position coaches are doing on the field, what the players are doing on the field. Guys aren't dogging it. Guys are in their press conferences sweating, just beating down sweat. You saw Fletcher Cox the other day. He was dripping tons of sweat on the table. Jalen Hurts came up there after Brandon Graham had to wipe down the seat. These guys are working. And everybody, the veterans, the young guys, the coaches, 
Nobody thinks they're better than anybody else. They all know that they have something to prove. 2017 was five years ago now. This team has to go out there and live up to expectations. And you live up to expectations, not on paper, not in press conferences, but on the football field. And that's what I'm going to get into next, talking about what were some of the bright spots, what were some of the guys that had to knock some rust off, and what I take away from these notes that all the beat reporters put out after the practices. But before we do that, we have a message from our friends over at betonline.net, the official sportsbook of the Lockdown Podcast Network and the Lockdown Eagles Podcast. You know, college football is coming up. UFC action today. You can bet on soccer that's coming back. The Premier League is starting up next week. You have boxing events going on. The big Jake Paul fight is coming up in a week. Everybody wants to get in on the action. That's the reality. That's the way sports is moving. And you could do it by using your little phone. For my friends on YouTube, I'm holding up my iPhone here. Whatever device you have, if you have an Android, if you just have a laptop, I mean, you could even get onto the internet on your smart TVs these days. Go on to betonline.net. It's the easiest, simplest, and most abundant sportsbook that you can use today. They have player props that you can invent whatever player prop you want. You could bet on futures. You could bet on any game that's coming up. And they already have the lines out for the first week. So if you want to get in before the action changes, before some injuries come in, before some additions and some tractions from rosters take place, get on the action today at betonline.net. Make sure you go. Use it and make sure you do it responsibly because we're always wagering responsibly here at the Lockdown Eagles podcast. We hope all our friends get in on the action at betonline.net. It's because it's where the game starts. Welcome on back, everybody. Finishing up this week of shows here at the Lockdown Eagles podcast. I'm your host, Gino Camilleri. Lou is out in New Orleans enjoying one of his friend's bachelor parties. Hope he stays safe. Can't wait to get back on the mic with him. Come next week and talk about the second week of Philadelphia Eagles training camp. We have the Hall of Fame game coming up in a week. That's the first official game of the NFL season. When I say official, I mean one that actually kicks off the preseason. The official games will start in September, but you have to go through the process. You have to crawl before you can walk, before you can run. And that's what training camp is. It's knocking the rust off. And let's preface how the first week of practices usually tend to turn out around the NFL. Outside of the teams that have those elite offenses, that have continuity at the play caller position, aren't going into a new scheme, things tend to be a little bit rough for the offense to get off to a start, let's say. We won't call it a slow start. We won't call it a bad start. It's a start. It's a place where you have to begin. The defense most of the time has the upper hand. And why is that? Well, in Philadelphia especially, the talent level is through the moon there. They have several bodies that they can continue to rotate in. But defenses, they're going to have a smaller playbook naturally. Offenses, there's a lot more moving parts, a lot more variables. Within a defense, you have your base, and then you can work off of that. In an offense, you have six, seven different bases. You have 11 personnel, you have 12 personnel, you have 13 personnel, you have 21 personnel. And then within all of those, you have variables as well for all of those positions. Yes, defense does as well, but the front is going to have their front calls. The backers are going to have their backer calls. 
the coverage guys are going to have their coverage calls. Everybody on offense has to move in sync. And to get all those parts well-oiled, it takes a lot of film work, takes a lot of independent study, as some teams would say. And it takes getting out on the field and knocking the rust off. So you've seen reports from Eagles beat writers and always take them with a grain of salt this time of year. They report on what they saw. Seen some things saying Jalen Hurts has had a up, up and down past couple days. Yes, that has happened. And I'm sure many quarterbacks around the league it's happened to. I saw Baker Mayfield the other day threw five interceptions in a practice. Well, they're knocking the rust off. There's a lot of good playmakers on the defense. There's a lot of good playmakers on the offense, but they still have to get their timing involved. They still have to get A.J. Brown on time with Jalen Hurts. Yes, working off the field in the offseason is great, but you have to get those guys playing with each other. As I've said, the offense is intricate. Jeff Stoutland loves to get his offensive linemen doing crazy things, stuff that you don't teach anywhere outside of the National Football League. Take away the fundamentals, but if you want to scheme up what Jeff Stoutland can do, don't even try it. It's like trying to solve an Einstein equation. He does masterful things. So to get the timing with the offensive line correctly, to get Nick Sirianni's standard set at the wide receiver position, that they're not going to take any sort of mediocrity. They're going to only take the best level of play. He said it in his press conference today. He wasn't happy when the ball ends up in the defense's hands as, a, as an offense. And that's the level of accountability that they're going to hold each other to. Yeah, it wasn't great. Do you frown upon it to an extent? Of course. You don't want to see your offense doing bad things and turning the ball over. But you have to try throws that you might not try in a game, that you might not have the capacity to. You're going to stick to the things you know come Sunday. So where do you work? It's Monday through Saturday. If you thought Steph Curry could hit a shot from every angle on the floor to begin his career in the NBA, you're out of your mind. It takes practice. Jalen's only in his full first offseason as the starting quarterback. You have to give him a little bit of a time. And the first real play that comes is going to be that first preseason game. Yeah, practices are what makes perfect. The inner squad practices will take that even up another level. And if he doesn't perform well there, yes, then we can have a deeper discussion. But when you're practicing against the same color jersey, or defense has white, offense has green, you have to take chances and you have to try different things. As a play caller, you're going to try different things. As a game planner, you're going to try different things. Especially against a good defense. The basic things that worked aren't going to work this year. You have James Bradbury as the number two corner. Avante Maddox, one of the better slots in the league. Then they all have to play against Slay. Getting that timing down, figuring out what works on offense, is going to take a couple weeks, if not a month, if not two months. It didn't work out for the Eagles until week eight of last year. Can that happen again this year? Absolutely not. Does it look better than it did this time last year? Jimmy Kemsky had a quote saying that, None of the practices have looked like that dreadful practice last year where the Eagles couldn't keep the ball off the ground. They're making steps. Usa, relax. Because on the other side of it, there were some great throws. 
There was a clip that our friend Jeff Kerr at CBS Sports put out. It was Jalen Hurts just throwing on air. Devontae Smith just running a nice little fade route to the corner about 40 yards out. Jalen Hurts put in a breadbasket. Might not mean much, but it looked very similar to the throw he made in Denver. And those are the things that they had to work on. Devontae and him worked on that last year. So now they're stacking years on top of years. It's not just days on top of days. Yes, to get a full year, you have to stack multiple days within said year, but they now have more time that they've worked together. There's been plays that A.J. Brown has gone up and plucked a ball out of the air with his strong hands, and Quez Watkins had the play of the day the other day on Avante Maddox where Jalen Hurts hit him on a back shoulder throw. Quez has to adjust his body, get his hands outside of his frame, catch it where only somebody with good mitts would get it. There have been plays. Yes, there have been some Andre Chassery interceptions from Jalen Hurts. Of course, that happens. But the Eagles will not sit on those bad days. They don't have toxic leadership anymore. They have Jalen Hurts. They have Nick Sirianni, these guys that breed on the idea that you have to stack multiple days that you have to get better every day, that you have to improve 1% and not let the bad days keep you down. Everybody has bad practices. It happens. Even the best of the best have bad practices. If it continues for multiple weeks, then there is something to be said. But in the first week, it's okay. Things are going to happen. And that's what we have to understand. It's going to happen to offense. It's going to happen to defense. There are situations in one-on-ones where beat reporters were reporting that Guys were sitting on double moves. Darius Slay, Slay rather, got burned on a double move by Devontae Smith. It happens. These guys are going to try different things. But as I said prior, it all comes down to that messaging, that one idea that you're going to go out there and work. And you're going to go 100%. You're going to go full speed. You're going to make a mistake at full speed because it's better to make a mistake at full speed than doing it at 50%. Because effort plays will show up and the good will show up due to effort. And that's how I want to close the show with the good. We talked about some of the ups and downs, knocking off the rust, but we have to talk about the good and what they're going to take into next week and stack a good week on top of another good week to get to the preseason and get us to some regular season Philadelphia Eagles action at Lincoln financial field. Just in over a month, folks, we've almost made it. Training camp is the first start. So come on back to finish up this week's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. All right, everybody, finishing up this week of shows here at Locked On Eagles. As always, thank you for making it your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Gino Camilleri. And thank you if this is your first show. If you've listened to 10, 15, 100, 200, we're approaching 1,000 shows, Lou and I, together. So thank you for tuning in now for the fourth, fifth training camp that we've covered together, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022. This one has a boatload of expectations, a boatload of excitement. There was some rust to start things off, but at the same time, the guns came out to play. The guys got on the field, and they let the dog out. I want to touch on some things that I read, some plays that I read this week, some players that excelled that really excited me. I want to start with Miles Sanders. 
First off, Nick Sirianni, 100% read your tweets. All of the things he said to the media the past couple days, he knows what's going on on Eagles Twitter. So be nice. But he said today in the media that Miles Sanders is the guy. Okay, coach can say that, right? So what does Miles Sanders do? Well, today, it's a big explosive run. And everybody, all the beat reporters have said explosion. He's had that explosion in his lower half. And Nick Sirianni made it known because he looked at the media and said, that's our starter, and that's why he's with the first team. That's great to hear. One, because I mentioned in an episode just a few days ago that Miles Sanders arguably had the most to play for in 2022 out of all Philadelphia Eagles going into their free agent year. And why is that? It's been off the field a little bit. Guys like Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott have had good, impressive minutes when he has been away. But Miles was drafted in the second round for a reason. He never had those miles on his tires that guys like David Montgomery had in that draft. They knew that they could prolong his career. And he was a little rough around the edges. They were going to have to take some refinement. But man, to hear that he's explosive, he's decisive, he's getting into the second level, and he's outrunning people and your coach supports him and is 100% behind him and tells the media, hey, we know what you're saying, and we're going to back it up with the things we do on the field. That's a beautiful thing. Booby Sanders is a Philly guy through and through. Do I want to see him succeed in Philadelphia? Absolutely. Does it feel great to see that he goes and does it on the field and then calls out media afterwards and said, that's why you shouldn't write articles about me running with the twos? That's one of those fantastic things that training camp you can only get in Philadelphia. It's fantastic. And Miles Sanders should go into day one with that chip on his shoulder. With the want to, I would put that right up in his locker room. He's running with the twos. He reads that every single day. Gets angry. Gets a little bit of an edge to him because I'm angry Miles Sanders. I don't want to see it. It's explosive, quick, hits home runs. Just imagine if that guy can bowl you over going at 100 miles an hour because some media member said he was running with the twos. Scary feeling. I like to see it. I think Miles Sanders is in for a big year, and I hope he plays up and gets that contract from the Eagles. A couple other guys, young guys that have come up in big moments. Davian Taylor got recognition today from Nick Sirianni as well as a bunch of beat reporters that have been impressed with him. But Nick called him out by name. Said he was sitting in a hook curl in a little zone coverage. There's a pass that's deflected about 20 yards away from him. But Davian Taylor didn't give up at the pass. He followed the pass. Got to the spot. The pass is tipped. And Davian, with his track athlete speed, covered 20 yards and got to the ball and made an impressive play on the ball. Kaiser White today was said to have made the play of the day where he just flashed his speed and got home on a sack. TJ Edwards, Ben Fennell tweeted out today, who's somebody who covers all the NFL. He covers the Philadelphia Eagles with Fran Duffy as well. He said that TJ Edwards and individual drills looked fantastic in coverage. Competition once again at that linebacker group. It's coming out. And the new toy, N'Kobe Dean, I read that he had a play where it gets out to the edge 
He was decisive, got into his acceleration, and hit home and got to the edge, a play that you haven't seen from linebackers making plays outside of the numbers in Philadelphia for the last couple years. James Bradbury, all of the players that have played with him, Chikwaski Tart, Slay, Maddox, everybody who's been asked about him, Marcus Epps, they've all said his intelligence is the one thing that pops off the charts. He's a smart player. He doesn't talk a lot, but he backs it up with his play. He's been all over guys in one-on-ones, apparently. Breaking up passes, being in the right position. Having a number two outside of Darius, or Slay, excuse me, that can cover one-on-one, whether it's A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, covering 1A or 1B receivers, in today's landscape, that's a huge chess piece. Because now you can't just hide a guy on the field side, hope you don't get thrown to, and Steven Nelson. You're going to have to throw at one of these three players. Good luck. Good luck. Slay's a dog. Bradbury's a dog. Maddox is a dog. These guys are smart players. They're all athletes. And they all can cover a ton of ground and make plays on the football. That's what the Eagles are going to need to put their offense in fantastic field position. Because if things don't click, it's going to come down to the defense winning games. But the good on the offensive side of the ball, you have Nick Sirianni saying he's going to motion more. Said you can motion just the motion, but the numbers are there to back it up. That more motion in the offense makes it harder for the defense. You have all these pieces in A.J. Brown, Coyle Hawkins, who's been lighting it up. Apparently roasted Avante Maddox in a one-on-one out of the slot today. It's going to happen to a lot of guys. It's going to happen in practice, but iron sharpens iron. Getting defenses to have to think while there's so many athletes on the offensive side of the ball is a deadly combination. Because in the NFL, you win in the margins. You win in the split seconds, those heavy yards. For guys to think, if you have to get him into his head and make him think for a split second, that's where you're ultimately going to win. Because if you have to think on Quez Watkins, see him going across the field and you hesitate on your assignment for a second, it's going to be past you. A.J. Brown will beat you in the air. He'll beat you with your physicality. You're sleeping on Devontae Smith, it's going to smoke you when he's running routes. Oh, and then you have to think about Jordan Mailata, Isaac Sayamalu, Lane Johnson, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey pulling up to the second level. Those are the things I get excited about. Knowing what's there on paper, seeing them transfer their skill set to the field, whether it's good or bad. Even players like Jalen Rager are looking okay. They're feeling comfortable. Guys know there are expectations, but they're not shying away. They're not saying, oh, as Jason Kelsey mentioned, when the media says we're bad, we're usually good. And when the media says we're good, we're usually bad. No, they have to break that stigma. And this team has a good chance to do it. Because the players, the GM, the head coach, shout out to the position coaches, Tracy Rocker, Denard Wilson, who talked today in a press conference, outrageously, outrageously impressed with the things Denard Wilson had to say, how he broke down his players how he knew the ins and outs and 
how he plays to their strengths. It's the reason he got a promotion. Nick Sirianni has put together a staff that is now able to support this roster. There were times that Doug Peterson hired some guys that might have not been the right fit. Juan Castillo was once a line coach who became a defensive coordinator. Everybody from the strength and conditioning staff to the position coach, to the guys in personnel, to your backup quarterback, to your kick return unit, it all seems to be on the same page. The things that we're hearing from the beat reporters is great. They all seem to be in this unified approach that they just got to go out there and work. It's Philadelphia. That's all you can do. There's going to be good. There's going to be bad. People are going to criticize you either way. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the work and the result that gets out on the field on Sundays. And it all starts in training camp. One week is down. That means you're one week closer to seeing the Eagles suit up in regular season action. And we can actually talk about games. And we can actually see the Philadelphia Eagles fly in Lincoln Financial Field. Something we haven't done in nearly a year. I can't wait for regular season action to be back. But until then, we have you covered here five days a week on the Locked On Eagles podcast. So thank you for making it your first listen each and every day. And now for your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. As I've said, camps are rolling on around the NFL. Make sure you check out all of the hosts here at the Locked On Podcast Network. They have great coverage. They're inside camp. Lou will be down in Philadelphia Eagles Open practice in a couple weeks. And we're going to be talking birds here on your airways, wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You could go and even just Google the show and LockedOnEagles.com will come up and you can listen to any podcast. Also, go to your YouTube search bar, search Locked On Eagles, and you could catch us in video form. Not only our shows, we have exclusive content on there as well. Make sure you follow us along on Twitter. At the same time, you're interacting with us, leaving us reviews. Make sure you're talking to us. Make sure you're always listening in on the Locked On Eagles podcast. Follow along at GC24 underscore football. Follow my co-host at DBASILOE. Follow the main page at Locked On Birds. Follow all the other Locked On podcast shows, especially the ones in your Philly market. You got Sixers, you got Flyers, and you got the Phillies with the trade deadline coming up. But until then, have a great weekend. That'll do it for me here at the Locked On Eagles podcast. I'm your host, Gino Camilleri, and I'll leave you with this. Fly, Eagles, fly.